On today's show, the Dallas Mavericks get a huge win against the Milwaukee Bucks, bouncing back from a game we will not talk about anymore. Luka Doncic took the next step, stepped up his game in a way that we knew we saw it coming. We'll talk about why that game was so important, where the Mavs can go from there. We'll talk about all that and more on today's Lockdown Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Lockdown Mavericks don't believe you shouldn't be here. And welcome. You're locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for making Locked On Mavs your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. We're here for you five days a week. Also, after every single post game through the playoffs, offseason, draft, free agency, you know we'll be here for you. Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline has you covered the season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline, where the game starts. And joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor, writer at Mavs.com. The music man, the one more thinking, what you got for me, Isaac Harris? Let it ride. <laughs> Let it ride. I'm not going to lie. I thought this game was going to be an L. I thought this... I thought going into... Isaac, what do we say? Well, Isaac, what do we say about predicting games? Oh, Wizards game win, you, Bucks you know, game absolute L. We're terrible I, at predicting individual games. You know what else? I found I found another stat to where I, this could be. Tell me if I'm being just old man. Get off my lawn here. <laughs> but <laughs> I found another stat that I don't like. Strength of schedule. Oh, I listened to like a a, a pre preseason even like pre everything NFL pod the other day and they're like you know what this team has the the 14th uh, hardest schedule going into next year what we don't even know like you don't even know who's going to be good i see i think and, in the nfl it's more applicable and it's something that people try to take from the nfl and bring it to the nba and it just doesn't work because there's so many games right you, but like you just and even like the rest of the season in the nba it's like you know you started what two weeks ago any point in the season you're like hey this team has the fifth hardest schedule you know remaining schedule and it's like Okay, well, one, you don't know what team is going to be setting out who in those games. Two, you don't know what they're even like going for. I don't know. I just I don't like any schedule predicting stats or segments or any of it. Hate it all. So you don't want to hear that the Mavs have the easiest strength of schedule for the rest of the season now? No, I don't. I don't care. <laughs> I, I don't think. I, I just don't. Yeah, I, I just don't. I'm sorry. I will say. I will say. <laughs> I can't, you can't spell Mavericks without a K. <laughs> that's actually oh, true I, right. I love nike and all but uh that's a good one that's a good one that's thank you thank one. you thank you everyone in reference um, to nike saying you can't spell coach without a K. championship, championship. Without a K. i love like, i love the swoosh but that was super dumb shout out to coach <laughs> k for being done done <laughs> that's it he's done shout out you to out. theo pinson reggie bullock all the north carolina players Everything an incredible game. But today we're talking about another incredible game. The Mavs win 118 to 112 to the Milwaukee Bucks. A game where Luka Doncic was clearly the best player on the floor. Mm. He goes out there, and we said it last week. There we have to remember in thinking about any of these first round playoff series. Think about the last two years, the way that Luka has stepped up in the playoffs. He, at the end of the year, it's like, oh man, he's trailing off. What's he gonna? How does he take it to the next level? You look at a game like the Wizards game; it doesn't doesn't look like he can do anything. Like, it doesn't look like he can get anything done, get past anybody, 
pull off any good passes. Like it just seems like he's you know struggling, and he ends up putting up 34. Still, <laughs> it looks like he's struggling and still puts up a bunch of you know points. And then you watch a game like this where he's motivated. The Mavs need to win this game. They they're going up against the you know maybe the MVP, definitely the two, you know two time MVP, the, the defending champs, the Bucks. They're at essentially full strength, and he just takes a step up to another level. He just does. He just knows the moments. He loves those moments. He takes a step up, and he looked like the best player on the floor in this game. You look at last year's playoffs. He goes against Kawhi, Paul George, and those guys against the Clippers. And it's just, I mean, I I know most Mavs fans, we all watch that series. We watch every second of that series and have talked about it a million times. But just to go back and look at it one more time, he averaged 35-10-8 and in that series <laughs> against Kawhi, Paul George and and that you know that team that went to the conference finals and it just shows you Luka didn't Luka didn't average 35 last year during the season what what did he finish the season averaging 20, like 28 or something yeah, 26 27 28 somewhere through there and it's like this is the level that great players can get to and yeah we went into this Bucks game and yeah I'm not going to lie I said a while ago I thought I thought they were going to lose this game you know, they lost the game on Friday to the Wizards. You go into this, you know, game in Milwaukee. They just set out, you know, Giannis and those guys just set well out their, their, their game before that. Well rested. They're going for the number one seed. Giannis is going for MVP. And I'm like, they're going to they're gonna catch them. You know, and the Mavs are on the road, all of that stuff. And man, Dow's proved me wrong. And I'm like, prove me, prove me wrong. I was so happy to be proved wrong in this game. And Luca just took it to another level in that second half. And it the, the thing that really stood out to me was it wasn't just Luca hitting like seven of nine from three, right? It wasn't just yeah. Luca going off and hitting a bunch of step back threes and stuff like that. It was Luca getting to the basket. It was Luca with 15 assists, just just throwing dimes. There's so many incredible passes. Just you watch that display of passing and you go, oh, this is probably the maybe one or two best passer in the entire NBA, in the entire world right now. You see the passes that he can throw off where he's just you know, gets to a small spot, you know, double team is coming. He throws the ball behind his back. He hits somebody in, in stride, hits somebody right in the, the bread basket when they're trying to hit a shot. Like just incredible passing from Luca on point. And then the, the map shooters did him, you know, did him right. Right. Bullock hits three of six. Brunson hits three of six. Dinwiddie hits three of his four. Bertans hits a couple. Josh Green hit one. And uh, Dorian only hit one of six, but still, like you just need he just needs a couple of those. Like he just needs a couple mm-hmm. of those to go down. And that's when the Mavs really were able to, to get a big difference there, right? Or really take a lead or keep their lead or regain the lead was when they would just come back and hit a couple of threes. Like Luca would be able to find those. And to your point that you've been making all series, all season. Yes, the Mavs, you know, the, when they struggle from three, it seems like they're gonna lose. But the Mavs always have the threes as an option. They're always there, right? So it was it was good to see. Not just Luca, like just taking them, or not just you know them relying on threes as much. They took 38 in this game, but that's not like too far off the season average. It's not like they took 50 or 45 or even even like that. But they were getting to the basket. They were doing stuff around the rim too. Dwight Powell, we'll talk about him for sure. He was he was incredible, and that was such a weapon that Luca used, and his passing was on display there. But it was taking advantage of the the things that Luca does best. There was a moment there in the fourth that uh, Van Gundy, which. I mean, rare form today. Rare. Form. Yes, weird, weird form for Van Gundy today. But Not normal, said, <laughs> normal form. <laughs> he said there in the second half and in the fourth quarter, he he literally said, "I'm paraphrasing his quote here. 
geez, I wonder what they're going to run here. They've been running it the whole game. And it was the high pick and roll to what? <laughs> and yeah. it's like, we, we know this is their bread and butter. We know that this is what they're going to go to, especially late in games, especially late in playoff games. If Maxie's not out there and it's Dwight, they're going to run that high pick and roll. They're going to bring Dwight up. A lot of times they don't even care who's on Dwight. Like it, it's not just a, you know, I think some people might think that they're bringing Dwight up just for a mismatch of like whoever's guarding Dwight. A lot of it's because his rim rolling presence, right? It's like, so they run the high pick and roll. And then all you're doing is just serving it up on a platter and saying, here you go, Luka Doncic. Like we trust you so much. You're such a, a, a genius with the basketball that they're just trusting saying Luka's going to come off the pick and then he's going to make the right decision. He's either going to, one, score the basket in the mid-range. Two, he's going to drive in. Three, he's going to do a step back three. Four, he's going to hit Dwight for a, you know, a mid-roll to where Dwight would hit somebody. <laughs> Five, let's keep going. I was going to say, Dwight how, how Six, he's going to hit Reggie Bullock in one corner. Seven, hit Dorian in another corner. Eight, hit Brunson on another side. It's like, how about, it just, did you say layup and floater? Like Those are two different things, too, that he can yeah. go to, right? And it's like, you just trust that he's going to make the decision. And how many times out of 10, nine out of 10 times, he makes the right decision. Some of these passes tonight that Luca was making in the fourth quarter in the second half, unbelievable. We're so spoiled because we watch him every single game that we kind of just write it off of like, oh yeah, you hit Bertons over there in crossbody midair. Like what is going on? One handed over to the other corner. We're so spoiled of watching these brilliant passes that Luca's doing these unbelievable things that we we haven't seen very much in this game. And you start looking at some of the other teams that, you know, the, the Mavs could play. Like, the Jazz have no one that can make passes like that, right? So if you double Donovan Mitchell, it just changes what they can do. The the Warriors... White, white side could... The Warriors kind of do... Like, Curry can make some of them, but not all of them, right? Jokic is the one that can make all the passes. And so you, you see Jokic, and you're like, oh, well, probably a bunch of players can make those passes. It's like, no, not, mm. not really. It's just like Luka, Jokic, LeBron. LeBron uh, can make them. Maybe Giannis. Uh, and then maybe Durant, right? And then I, I don't know if you're running out. You're running out of options because Trey Young can make a lot of really good passes, but he's you know smaller, and so that's harder. Uh, and then after that, it's just like nobody else. There's nobody else can pass. Chris Paul, same thing about the height. But and yeah. it's even more wild that in the fourth there that they were almost like targeting Giannis in a way of like he that's that's where Luca is peak Luca that it doesn't matter who's on him. Yes, they're trying to get Drew off of him, and he's bringing up different defenders. You know, Because sometimes they're just trying to get the switch. They're trying to get Bobby Porter. Might as well on take him. the easier player. Yeah, so it's not always just, hey, bringing Dwight up so he can roll to the rim. It is trying to get the switch sometimes. But Luka is at the level Luka's at right now when he doesn't even care. Like Giannis is on him, and he can still do whatever he wants. That's That's insane. And it's the point that he made to JJ Redick. You know, he was making the thing, the case about, hey, you got the mismatch, you know, got the switch on Rudy Gobert, got the switch on LeBron, got the switch on all these best players on the other team. He said, well, we do that, and they, you know, other teams do it to me so that they can be tired on the other end too. Make them work, make them work yeah. on the defensive end. And so, you know, there's some of that that he just can take whoever, but he also wants to make them work. And I'll take him at his word a little bit for that, even though that was a little, that was a little bit of a cop out for that question from JJ Redick. But coming up, there's so many other things that stood out in this game. Luca obviously deserves all the flowers. He's he should be rising up MVP <laughs> ranks because he was very visible. NBA.com ladder. <laughs> Shout out to Michael C. Wright. Um, <laughs> But Dwight Powell was incredible. I thought Jalen Brunson had a really, really good game. We'll talk about all those guys and more coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about our favorite protein bar. It's Built Bar. Protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. And let 
guys, let me tell you, I got the brownie batter puffs. Really? Wait, did you buy them or did you get them for free and I didn't I get them? I bought them with my own money. Money that okay. Bill Bar gives us to do these ads that then okay. Locked On pays me. I sent that money back to them for more Bilt Bars. That's how insanely good these are. Mm. I got the brownie batter puffs. They might be better than coconut brownie chunk. They Does Pastor be. Isaac need to come out to speak down and blasphemy? They might. What, what, Next what Mavs we? game we're both at. I'll bring you one. 140 okay. calories, 17 grams of protein, 7 grams of sugar. It just tastes like a stick of brownie. It, they're in, they're insanely good. They're insanely good, and they're pretty good for you. Go check them out, the Brownie Butter Puffs. I had two listeners reach out to me and said that they got them as well and said that they were uh, really, really good and loved Did, them. Are so. you saying are you saying, saying butter or batter? Like B-A-T-T-E-R. Like, okay. ba- like when you make brownies, when they're pre-brownies, they're a batter. Yeah. Okay. How many calories is on that? 140. 17 grams of protein, 7 grams of sugar. Use the promo code LOCKED15. Mm. Get them at Built.com. Thanks for bringing Locked On Maps your first listen for your next listen. Check out the Locked On Now podcast, nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from your local experts. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Isaac Harris. Dwight Powell deserves some attention here because you and I personally, and with this podcast... We have been on a journey with Dwight Powell where we have just <laughs> been done with him. We wanted to be traded at times. We were just bench him, play somebody no, else over him. No, I mean, no, we haven't. Go through the archives. I mean, we have been all over the place with Dwight Powell. And he has, his role has changed over the years. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great inside joke from like three years ago. That's good. But Dwight Powell has gotten so much better, and he's fit so much better in Jason Kidd's system. He is playing incredible basketball right now. Yes, it is March, April, Dwight Powell. Yes, does yeah. this happen every single year? But give Easter him credit. Dwight. He had 13 rebounds against Giannis, Brooke Lopez, you know Middleton, Drew Holiday, like all the Bob, Bobby Portis, all of them. That is not something Dwight Powell was doing over the last you know five years that we've been watching Dwight Powell. Six years. How, how long has he been on the Mavs? Like ten years. Long time. He's, Longest ten year Mavs that he's been on the Mavs. Um, that is not something that he has done. Dang, he's been with the Mavs eight seasons. <laughs> eight seasons. Rebounding that way is not something we've seen from Dwight Powell. That was incredible. The rim rolling. The catching lobs. Like remember the things we were most frustrated about with Dwight Powell is that he just couldn't catch the ball. Like he just couldn't. Like he would get to the right spot, he would roll, it would be incredible, and then he just couldn't catch. And we were frustrated about that. Always frustrated about the rebounding, frustrated about his defense. All that stuff has been almost negated this year because he's either gotten better or been put in a better situation. Or he's just his chemistry with Luca has gotten to the point where it's just incredible to watch these two play the two-man game. I mean, there's a reason why we we crack jokes about it, but <laughs> there's a reason why the leadership council picked him to start. <laughs> <laughs> That's not where I thought you were going with that. Because, well, I'm just saying because they they know the connection that Luca yeah. and him have. They know how special that pick and roll can be. And I said this on you know, a solo pod, but it's every year around this time. After they lost. <laughs> shut up. Every year around this time, we celebrate the resurrection of someone. And, I mean, it's just the... <laughs> Where are we going with this now? Should I get my guitar back? Should we get Pastor (laughs) Isaac back on? Oh my gosh. It's the resurrection of someone that we spend weeks waiting, building up to, and it's Dwight. And (laughs) (laughs) and because he he comes back to life every spring. 
<laughs> and <laughs> did not expect a leadership like council and a Jesus analogy. You like this. that one? Yeah. <laughs> you started with the leadership council and ended with, with See, an analogy about that's Jesus better Christ. Than some, that's better than some like Parks and Rec like analogy that you pull off sometimes. Some like quote from hey i remember a uh, gym from community and it's like no i don't never watch that dumb show um or some avatar gym but from community <laughs> but uh dwight <laughs> true <laughs> no not him i actually know who that is okay good 22 and 13 in this game and I, it was one of the like one of the guys on the broadcast they just run together at this point mark jackson jeff and gundy said <laughs> for <laughs> For what he lacks for his height and size, he makes up with it for his hustle or 100%. with his hustle. And it's like that's been that's been the MO for it for him. And his connection with Luca is you know, and the thing that we've kind of forgotten now, because he's gotten back to playing like good Dwight Powell basketball, the dude tore his Achilles. Like I wrote this yeah. story at the beginning of the season, Dwight Powell bounced back and got his bounce back. And he slowly, that's you know, and slowly I built, I actually can't credit. I can't take credit for that. Somebody gave me that title uh, and it brainstorming it up. But the Dwight Powell just kind of where he at was at tearing his Achilles and back to where he's at now. I think it's a testament to him because he relies so much of, you know, his athletic ability and playing above the rim. Oh yeah. Dwight Powell gets all the credit. And we've said like, Oh, that's a position the Mavs would want to, would want to upgrade and all that. There's talk about Miles Turner. There's talk about Rudy Gobert over the weekend. Like there's all kinds of different people talking. Oh, Rudy, Rudy is watching Dwight Powell thrive in Dallas and is like, dude, what <laughs> what would my life look like? <laughs> Your star throws you more than two passes a game. <laughs> but Dwight Powell's doing an incredible job right now, and I'm fascinated to see what he's going to do in the playoffs and how it's going to be because uh, I don't know if you remember Dwight Powell did not play a ton in the in the last playoffs. He played seven mm. minutes a game last year, and, and he played in all seven games. But the most minutes he played in a game in the playoffs last year was he played 21 minutes once against the Clippers in Game Five. The Mavs did win that game, and he had eight points, so in seven boards, two assists, and a steal. So maybe maybe they should have played him. <laughs> maybe they should have played him more. But he played seven minutes in Game One, four minutes in Game Two, three minutes in Game Three, four minutes in Game Four. Uh, the 21 in game six, seven minutes in game six, and then five minutes in game seven. Like, we did not see Dwight Powell a lot at all last year in the playoffs. And yeah, because we had another big on the floor that was paying $30 million to. Correct. And he played, he, you know, he only played in four games against the, the Clippers in the year before his playoffs. Um, yeah, it's it, we just haven't seen Dwight Powell a lot, and so maybe this leveled up Dwight Powell is a, another thing that the Mavs can bring. They Spencer Dinwiddie's different, Dwight Powell's different, Jalen Brunson's different, uh, but this Dwight Powell we saw tonight was incredible. Held his own against maybe one of the best front lines in the NBA. Is Brooke Lopez Giannis like the best front line in the NBA? Jokic and Gordon, do you count that one? I mean, I feel like you have to count it, right? As a front line, is Gordon a three? I don't know. Like that, that's what I'm saying. Oh. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, Julius Randle, Mitchell Robinson. Dwight Powell was absolutely incredible. I thought I thought he deserved so much credit. I thought that he did incredible job. He, 22 points, 13 boards. Oh, I was I was pulling out a stat. Um, there's only been 50 players that have had a, th- a 22 and 13 game this year. Like John Collins has had one. Like uh, John Morant has had one. Porzingis has had two. Now Dwight Powell has had one. <laughs> 
It's pretty. It's pretty wild. Shout out to, and they didn't have Maxi in this game. You know, yeah, I was just right. saying, you know, a few days ago, saying, well, if Maxi was playing, he was questionable going into this game. Then they ruled him out with the ankle soreness. But they've typically liked to play Maxi on on Giannis. So as yeah. soon as they said Maxi was out, I'm like, oh, let's see what happens with us. Dwight, Dorian, Dorian got the assignment. They doubled a lot and kind of just closed the paint off when he went in there. But still, I wonder if this just shows them something of like, ooh. Maybe we don't have to play Maxi every time against a Giannis type. I mean, yeah, we'll see this matchup again, you know, come June. Well, if you play Dorian 41 minutes and Bullock 40 minutes and Dwight Powell 31 minutes, then you can. Guys, he didn't catch it. He didn't catch it, guys. And you can get it. I did. I did. I just just breezed past it. (laughs) I just breezed past it to let it it sail there. Uh, All right, coming up. Got to talk about Jalen Brunson. Got to talk about Spencer Dinwiddie. I thought they both had crucial roles in this game. And then, of course, the two wings that had an incredible game as well. Talk about both of them coming up. But before I do, that's my dog trying to get out of my office. Is that your chair or your dog? (laughs) Yeah, my chair makes those noises. Talk about all those guys coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Bet Online. Let's go. I hope he took that North Carolina bet. Four-point underdog. Got the win. Got a new mic coming in next week. Got the win. (laughs) Got the win. There's all kinds of other things you can check out. Uh, they have some game props coming up for the. Oh my gosh, they have game props coming up for some NBA games. Uh, Phoenix and OKC is on here. I don't know what kind of props they could have for that game. But the the wow. the, the tournament champion Kansas opens as a four point favorite against North Carolina. They're really liking this four number. It seems to be the like the Vegas number. Yeah. Um, so if you're feeling North Carolina, they just beat Duke. Can they beat Kansas? Sure, they just beat North Carolina. They just beat Duke. Go check it out. I'm bet online. There's all kinds of other props and odds and things that you can check out. Bet online. Head to the website today. Use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions. It's bet online where the game starts and it don't end. All right, Isaac. Talked about Luka Doncic, how he had an incredible game, was the best player on the court. We talked about Dwight Powell, how he had an incredible game and has improved so much that has changed this team. Let's talk quickly about the two wings. Bullock and Dorian Finney-Smith deserve so much credit. Dorian went one of six from three, and usually we go, ah, he had a bad game. You know, if he went one of six from three. 11 points, six assists, two steals, played really good defense on Giannis, I thought. Uh, Giannis in this game finished with 28. He was 12 of 22 from the from the floor, and uh, but only had two assists, right? You took something away from him. It's the same thing with him that it is with Luka. If you can take away one of those things, take away his passing or take away his... Um, you know, his, his scoring ability. And Dorian at least took one of those away. The Mavs did double him a, double him a lot, but that takes a lot of uh, discipline. It takes a lot of work. And I thought the defense should be credited to those two wings in Bullock and Dorian. Those two guys just playing well, knowing where the other person is going to be, being able to double quick. It was incredible to watch those two guys defend. Yeah, I want to extend it to the whole team also that I thought the whole team picked it up. You know, we were just talking about the defense stuff coming out of the Wizards game of, hey, was this how it was the worst we've seen like all year? (laughs) Yeah. And I just feel like they they picked it up all game. Um, You know, even I mean, Giannis is could be the MVP. I I mean, I think he's the MVP this year, but it's there was a stretch he had in the third. And I literally just wrote down Dorian can't do anything right now. Like he just Giannis was bully balling him to the rim. They weren't. You know, they weren't sending the double. Giannis hit two step back mid range. Third right quarter, was it? Yeah, it was the third quarter. And it was just like, you can't, when Giannis gets in that that zone, like Dorian is doing everything he could. Maybe then, you know, would have Maxi, you know, helped in that moment? Maybe, possibly. 
But I thought collectively for the game, I thought Dorian did a good job of just making him work yeah. and making it weird for him. I thought Giannis got frustrated at him a handful of times and I thought they just had a good game plan. And we know kids history with Giannis. Giannis loves Jason Kidd. We know all of that in the Giannis book about Jason. <laughs> um, <laughs> but Is all but, that stuff true. <laughs> but uh, but no, I, I just Did thought they had it? I thought they <laughs> I thought they had a, a good game plan for him. So, yeah. Oh, absolutely. And if we're, if we're continuing to talk about defense, Jalen Brunson. This has been a thing that we were really wanting to track all year about how Jalen Brunson was going to hold up defensively. He got played off the floor against the Clippers last year. And one of the reasons why is because they kept attacking him. They just kept putting somebody on him, either Kawhi or Paul George, like, hey, switch on this guy and attack Jalen Brunson. The Mavs have been able to negate some of that this year with doubles and they, you know, come and help quick. But I thought Jalen Brunson against Chris Middleton, like, shut him down a couple times. Chris Middleton had an awful game in this game. He is 3 of 14 from the field, had 11 points, but five of those came from the free throw line. He did have nine assists, but Chris Middleton couldn't get anything going. It was one of the reasons why the yeah. Mavs won. And, like, there's just possessions where they would just put Jalen Brunson on him one-on-one to defend, and Brunson held his own. And I thought that was incredible to watch at times because we haven't seen Jalen Brunson's defense be a problem, which is huge for the Mavs. They need him to not be a liability on that end, and he hasn't been. Yeah, you pointed that out to me before we hit record on it. Um, Actually, I mean, just full transparent, I wasn't watching his defense too much on Middleton because I was just fascinated by the Giannis assignment for Dorian and how they were trapping and playing Giannis. But I think even offensively tonight, he had 15 in the game, but... There was a moment there in the second half where he had a couple couple shots back to back that, you know, compared to Dinwiddie, you know, Dinwiddie looks flashier. I literally wrote down a note tonight. I said, I just love Dinwiddie step backs. There's just something visually appealing about them of just I don't know. It's how far he steps or sidesteps. Like, and well, it's, they're different than Luca's because like Dinwiddie step back. Luca's step back is a long step back. Like he I mean, his step back is like, what, five, six feet. He just goes <laughs> yeah. all the way back. Dinwiddie's is like this real quick, quick step. And then he when he jumps up, he kind of floats. You know, it's yeah. like step. He gets back more and, elevation and on his. He gets yeah. more elevation. He takes a littler step, but uh, but and then he leans back a little more, I think. And uh yeah, it, they just look nice. Yeah, he had six less shots than Brunson, scored eleven points, Brunson scored fifteen. They both only hit two free throws, but they both had three threes. I was gonna say both of them had to combine six threes in the game. Like you that's you can't ask for more than that. What, well, well, we I mean, can at can. times, you and can. we should. Yes. Right? Like, we should time. But they needed those two extra buckets from Brunson, I thought, right? Like, he only hit two more buckets than he hit the, the threes, but they needed a couple of those in the lane to where you're keeping the rest of the defense honest. You're keeping the, the Bucks honest where they just can't, like, camp out outside, you know, from three and just, like, f- try to force them inside. Brunson can hit a couple of mid-range shots, keep them honest, and then he was able to go to the line once, but but Dinwiddie didn't yeah. have anything else going to the basket. He just had those three threes, and that was it. Yeah. Can I mention two lineup things, lineup notes tonight? One bad, one good. One, a three-man lineup of Josh Green, Dwight Powell, Davis Bertans. I don't care if I ever see that lineup again. Well, uh, how about how about uh, the three-man of Chris, Josh Green, and Berton? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Or no, it was it was Marquis, Chris, Josh Green, and. Yeah, I guess Dwight Powell. No, somebody else. I was like, Bert- oh, it wasn't Burton. I think it's just um, the two man of Josh Green and Marquise Chris that just did not work. And I was minutes. just like, ah, I don't know how I feel about this. But that run there in the second quarter, small ball, they yeah. broke it out. 
Mm-hmm. Dorian, Dorian at the five, Berton's at the four. This is something they've experimented before. First time they did it, we all freaked out. We were all talking about it. They brought it back in this game and they actually took the lead. It worked a lot in this game. And especially when they were running, when they were going, I say go small was Giannis at the five, even though he's like 6'11". <laughs> but when they were going small with, with Giannis at the five, Dallas kind of matched that and it worked really well for them. So once again, it's went in different ways, but then the fact that they have that card in their back pocket to where if they go against a team or if a team just adjusts on the fly and says, hey, we're going to go super small, we know Dallas can do the same thing. And that that's huge to have that flexibility. Yeah, the Mavs didn't have that before. They didn't go small yeah. very often. They always had a big man out there somehow or multiple or like Boban and Porzingis, or, you know, Porzingis and Dwight Powell or somebody. Uh, and then Maxi will allow them to go small a little bit more even. Uh, I thought they imagine having Maxi out there instead of Berton. Now Berton's did decent. He had a couple threes in this game. He had five boards. I thought he played pretty good defense. Like he wasn't a liability defensively as mm. bad as we thought. Um, There's a couple plays that were bad, obviously, but it wasn't like the whole time they were just attacking him off the dribble or, you know, every single play was bad. Um, Marquise Chris doesn't know the defense. <laughs> Marquise Chris missed. <laughs> I think he missed too much time this year. I don't think he's going to be a factor. Like a big game like this, you know, they're playing against a lot of bigs. They wanted to play. They wanted to play another big. They threw Chris out there like, hey, let's just try you out. And it just didn't look like he knew what he was doing enough. And I think he's just missed too much time. If he if he had played more this year, I think maybe he could have gotten to that point. But I'm starting to think that he might not be. Well, it just depends on, you know, who they play. If somebody gets in foul trouble or, you know, the opposing team has a, a big that comes off the bench, you know, they could play him against that. But. As long as Maxi's healthy to back up Dwight, I think that's that's what we're looking at. That's it, yeah. As our bigs, which is crazy to think about. And then maybe Bertans. (laughs) Yeah, maybe maybe Bertans in that too. Getting some minutes there at at the five. Can I just Um, point out one play real quick? I know we're probably going to talk about standings at the very end. Can you say it? One more thing about this game. Yeah. Just the Luka step back over Giannis. Oh, just just nasty. You know, the the cross between the legs, the, you know, he kind of got Giannis off balance. Oh, it was saucy. And when he got Giannis off balance, then he just fully committed to the step back. Giannis, you know, when he commits to, you know, contesting a shot, it it feels like he's going to block it every time. Just right over his fingertips, the fade away, the leg kick out, nothing but net from the top of the key. And then the stare at the front row. Like, that's just, I mean, that's first team all NBA MVP stuff right there. Do we have to do it? It makes some people cringe. Just do a head bob. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The vibes. Brunson, how are the vibes? Great vibes. It's great vibes. Like, great, so vibes, great vibes. Yeah, great vibes. No, sensational vibes. And, like, the vibes are immaculate. <laughs> always throws take, me off. Take a drink long. every time he says it. It always throws me off how long that, that is. The Dallas Mavericks are fourth in the NBA right now. However, we are recording this before the Golden State-Sacramento game. I'm assuming Golden State's going to win that game. But the Mavs were supposed to win the Wizards game, so here we are. Uh, things can happen. So if the if the Warriors had lost that game, the Mavs would be in the third spot. And the Mavs, if the Warriors had lost that game, all the Mavs need to do is win out, win the rest of their games, and they will be the three seed. Now, thanks Utah. Yeah, thanks to Utah. Great. Um, the Mavs can clinch home court in the playoffs if they win out all their games, 
And, no, if they win out all their games. I think they just have to win out all their games, and that's it. I think Utah is trying to tank so they can play Golden State at three. And they just, Possibly. But, yeah, so, I mean, Utah, Utah is doing a great job. They're in sixth right now. Uh, if Utah goes 4-0 and and the Mavs go 0-3, I think the Mavs can still fall to the fifth seed. Uh, there's all kinds of numbers and stuff. But the Mavs, as long as they win out, they'll be, they'll be in that 4-5, and then they'll probably get home court as well. Yeah, I mean, Mavs, I think... Yeah, yeah. Mavs next games are... Um, Detroit, are, Portland, and San Antonio. Detroit, Portland, and San Antonio. And there's Just not, don't sleep on the Detroit game, people. Yeah, there's no back-to-backs. That Pistons game is uh, a Wednesday, like a little bit of early games. That one's a little, a little weird, but not really. Uh, but yeah, those are all definitely winnable games for sure. The Mavs just got to win all those games. They'll win, you know, they'll finish the season with 52 wins. Probably be four seed, could be thir- could be three if the Warriors lose one more game. That's it. That's it, all they have to do. And the Warriors' next games are they play Sacramento today. Probably already win. that one already happened. Warriors play Thursday against the Lakers. They have three days win. off. That next Saturday they play at the Spurs. Spurs, See, the still, Spurs are so tricky right now. Still playing for something. Yeah, and that, that's why we've pointed out a million times on the spot. But that last game of the season for Dallas and San Antonio, it's it's so intriguing because Dallas could be looking. Like, how much will Dallas try to angle for an opponent in that game if it yeah. means a loss or a win? San, San Antonio, they could win. You know, that could be the deciding factor of them or the Lakers being in the play. Well, if the, if the Warriors lose to the Lakers and the Spurs, then all of a sudden that last game of the season doesn't mean anything for Dallas. Or, or Dallas just win, like, win one more game and they'd still they'd be number three, right? Like, that could be the difference there, too. Does this mean that I have to root for the Lakers? This a week? little bit. Oh, God. I don't know if I can. Then the so the Warriors play their last game is at San Antonio and then Sunday at the Pelicans. So they have a back to back there. Pelicans oh. fighting for a spot too. Pelicans and Spurs fighting. So the Warriors you know have why lose. they're fighting because the playing tournament. They just want to. Nobody knows that reference because they didn't hear us arguing like. They just want a seat at the table. Arguing like. Dallas is going to get a seat at the table. Oh, you made it a drop. Let's go. <laughs> Take a drink. Uh, he's doing well. My son's doing well. Um, the Warriors just have to lose one or more of those games. We're, we're rooting for the Warriors to lose one of the games and the Mavs to win all their games. That's what we want. So the Mavs will be in the three seed. That's what you want. That's yes. what you want. Feeling good. But, hey, that 4-5 against the, the Jazz or the Nuggets, I feel, I'd feel okay there too. I'm feeling confident no matter who we play. So, well, it seems but, like but it, there's you know, a preference. It seems like it's only Nuggets or Jazz right now. I, I mean, Minnesota could still kind of sneak back into it, maybe. Mm. Yeah. But they're two games back from the Jazz. It seems like it's either going to be Nuggets or Jazz. The way it's looking, the odds seem in favor of Dallas hosting a playoff game for sure come, come Easter weekend. So for sure, which and is April sixteenth or seventh. We can both agree the Nuggets and Jazz are significantly worse teams than the Clippers the last two years. Yes, and I'm, we're going to have we're going to have multiple days pretty much a week to break down the whole first round matchup because one of the questions is what if Dallas loses to like a Utah in a first round series but they're not going to because we want Utah <laughs> and we're going to beat them Utah's a bad city bad city <laughs> say it Dirk there you go guys thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs making us your first listen every day we'll be back tomorrow talking more about what the Mavs are going to do but <laughs> now make your second listen locked on NBA local experts from around the NBA biggest stories around the NBA it's free and available wherever you get your podcast I host on Thursdays guys thanks so much for listening to Locked on Mavs peace out oh!